Welcome to episode 17 of the Champs and Chums podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Ashton. Father-son fun talk on sports, life, and friendship. Coming up on episode 17. Cho! Grab your paddles and let's set the table for a visit from an international ping-pong phenom. We'll go one-on-one with 20-year-old Canadian Olympian Jeremy Hazine. Hey sports fans, what's your sign? Father and son will gaze the New Year crystal ball and share their fearless predictions. What is your super of Super Bowl snacks? We'll go gold, silver, bronze for game-winning favorite foods for the big game. And we'll head for home on episode 17 with our special segments, All Pro Go, a Did You Know Sports Spotlight, and Champs and Chums, personal salutes to our stars on and off the field. That's all coming up on episode 17 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. So we hope you're all doing well. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope you had a great holiday season, and uh, we're so glad to be back with you for our next season, our next year of uh, Champs and Chums. This is episode 17, and uh, Ashton, I'd be remiss if I didn't wish you on the air a Happy New Year. Happy New Year, my man. How are you? I'm um, great, and Happy New Year to you, Dad. Oh, well, that's really nice of you to say. And what do you want to say to all the listeners that are listening out there in uh, podcast land? Well, hopefully you had an amazing Christmas and an amazing um, New Year because it was amazing, and I hope you all did have an amazing one. Well, that's a lot of amazing. We hope you everybody continues to be safe. It is 2021, uh, full of opportunity and uh, festivities for sure. And uh, Ashton, I guess let's let's reflect a little bit uh, and talk about uh, what we did during the holidays. I mean, it was all a, a lot different uh, for a lot of people, for sure. Um, but we had some fun over the holidays, not only celebrating Christmas and the arrival of Santa Claus. That's right, everybody. You remember on our last episode, we had Santa Claus. Ashton, tell us about that uh, fine story. Well, um, we had an amazing time having him on our podcast. And, um, you know, it was just a great fit for um, December. Yeah, the jolly old man himself. And as he committed to every every uh, great boy and girl uh he did make his travels to to our home here in brampton ashton and uh he was uh, very good to you very good to us and um we extended kind of the holiday um uh, gatherings too it was a great opportunity to connect even virtually with our family why don't you talk a little bit about that holiday zoom party well yeah we had an amazing time it was on boxing day we had a super saturday night and um we had a party well don't be mistaken but it did go on till midnight 
<laughs> you know what it did actually we had an after party as well too uh so it was great to see um our cousins and our extended family members and of course uh grandma and grandpa were on there too and uh, grandma anita and uh, uh aunties and uncles all the sorts so uh that was actually a pretty big event, wasn't it? We had um, probably was about, what, 17 households from right across the 416-905. And uh, we had upwards of about 60 people that uh, at one point in the night, as Ashton, you said, it went right until midnight. So a great way to celebrate it, despite um, the fact that we couldn't see each other in person. It was a great fun. We had games. We had uh musical performances we had trivia you you actually led the trivia didn't you yeah it was very fun to lead the trivia all right good stuff and uh we also did some fun things during the holidays too uh indoors um which was the uh we, we actually took up board games right yeah. why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about that um so whoever made this huge credit to them um it's um, Monopoly in Brampton. It's Bramptonopoly. So basically in the game, it's like Monopoly, but y when you buy places, you own places in Brampton. But um, there's contingency cards, which are sometimes good and sometimes bad. But there's big fun cards, which are very good and just a little bit of the time back. Well, and let's think about all those great streets, Ashton. We were, we were, we were literally as we were going through the game. I mean, just thinking about all the memories around uh, certain streets like Williams Parkway here in Brampton, Main Street, uh, and then of course some of the fine attractions that you and I and Mom and others have uh, checked out, like Chinkuzi Park and City Hall. Shout out to our episode ten guest, uh, the mayor of this great city of Brampton, Patrick Brown. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. So I'm glad that we had some fun doing that. But we also had some fun doing some other games. And, and of course, um, this is a little bit of a hint to later on in episode 17, everybody. We played some table tennis, didn't we, Ashton? Yep, we did. So tell them a little bit about that. So um, we got like um, ping pong rackets and... Um the ping pong balls from Amazon, but um, we had a tab two tables, but they didn't work. So the next day, my dad first try went to Lowe's. They unfortunately didn't have anything, but to test it, that my dad had to go all the way back home, get the ping pong racket and the ping pong ball, and then just see if it bounced. And then at Home Depot, they had like a huge one, and it wouldn't fit in his trunk, so he, they um cut it in halves. So there's two um equal plywoods. Shout out to our friends of the show from uh, Home Depot and Amazon. Yeah, Ashton. I mean. You know, I mean, I've gone to many times a Home Depot, but I mean, spending time in that lumber area, it is uh, it is like a uh, going to Baskin and Robbins and looking at all the different ki kinds of uh, plywood that we could have used. But uh, we talked about this, I believe, on a previous episode. So thanks to the folks at Home Depot. And you're right. The key is the bounce, because if you can't get the bounce right on, on a sheet of plywood to make this work, then it ain't going to work at all. But yeah. it certainly has. And um, uh, you actually uh, earned your first W, I believe, during the Christmas holidays. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Well, my dad was like, he he won every single game. But like 
a few days before Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I'm not sure. Um, I actually beat him, so I'm now the defending champion in the house. Well, congratulations for that, my man. I mean, future Hall of Fame career to uh, indeed for that kind of a performance. You didn't. It wasn't really actually close. You kind of skunked me on that. So I don't know. Yeah. I was off my game on that. But the reason why we're talking about table tennis is because we have a very special guest coming up on the show. And speaking of future Hall of Fame, or speaking of a pro that can handle himself around a table tennis table, um, why don't you tell the fans who's coming up on this episode? Uh, ping pong Canadian table tennis superstar, Jeremy Hazeen. Oh yeah, Jeremy is all of 20 years old, so uh, just as a little bit of a teaser, everybody, make sure you uh, scroll along and listen to uh, what will be a great interview with a Canadian Olympian, as Ashton mentioned, a tennis star, rising star, I think he's ra ranked in the top six in Canada, he's going to be representing Canada at the Olympic Games this summer in Tokyo, so Jeremy Hazine joins us to uh, uh, show us a little bit of his talent and talk a lot about his commitment, a great champs and chums story all right ashton well listen it's our first uh one of the year we're going to turn our attention now to father son free for all rounds one and two so um uh, everybody you know um <clears throat> it's great actually that we've got the uh, start of sports right and um obviously our our poor our, our podcast is about sports life and friendship so we thought Ash and I thought since it's early in the new year and the arrival of many sports, uh, welcome back to hockey, basketball in full swing and others on the go, we wanted to gaze into the sports crystal ball and share with you our fearless sports predictions. So we're going to go gold, silver, bronze, uh, both father and son, and we'll start off with Ashton with your bronze medal for fearless sports predictions my bronze medal is raptors 905 will make the g league semifinals wow that's a bold prediction a great prediction and right off the bat in the new year my friend you've given a shout out to our great uh, team the raptors 905 shout out to that great group before we get into that though Tell the fans, I mean, how much do you miss the Raptors 905? Because you and I were right there uh, watching all the games, and we can't do it right now. Yeah, like, I miss them out of, like, 1 trillion percent out of 100. That's some pretty heady numbers there, for sure. But you know what? They're going to be back this season, right? They're going to be in a bubble themselves. In, in, in uh, I think it's, or, or is it in Orlando, I believe? Yeah, I, th I believe it's in Orlando. Tampa, Orlando. And, uh, you know, they've got, they've made a big transition too, right, Ashton? Because, I mean, they've got a new coach. Uh, uh, Jamma Malalela is up with the, uh, the Raptors now as an assistant. So that means that uh, Patrick Matumbo is the new coach, and he brings a, a, a really great resume of success. Um, but what makes you think that the Raptors 905 will not only get some Ws this season, but also will make it all the way to the semifinals? Well, um, of course, Tyler Ennis is injured, but if he can um, come uh, back a bit earlier um, when he's... Um, healed that that would be amazing if if he took us on a hot streak that would be amazing and um talking about the other players now um you know they are 
Um, really, what would you expect from also the Raptors as well? Um, uh, Matt Morgan, great. Uh, uh, Chris Boucher, who used to be on the team, great. Um, Tyler Ennis, great. And all the other um, Raptors 905 players, great. Well, I mean, and Ashton, you hit a great point, right? I mean, uh, the Raptors organization is all about development. So you're right. You hit on some names there like uh, uh, Chris Boucher, an alumni, the 905, Van Vliet. Of course, we can't forget our man who passed you the ball over at the uh, the Paramount Fine Food Center, Paul Watson. He's up with the Raptors now. And so... You know, GM Chad Saunders of the Raptors 905 has done a really good job of recruitment. Uh, I believe they just signed before the end of the new year an NBA, a Canadian NBA star, Nick Stauskas. Nick Stauskas, who I actually had an opportunity to meet, Ashton. Yes, I had an opportunity to meet Nick Stauskas um, at, at, a, at a media and public relations event in Toronto, uh, probably going back about, uh, this would have been about four years ago, but um, he's going to be part of this roster. Of course, they the G League had their uh, their draft, and uh, one of the, uh, the prized uh, acquisitions they made was Kevon Harris, right, uh, who... Um, who was a great uh, player who's now uh, got a couple sniffs at the at uh, at some NBA camps, but uh, now gets a chance to take part in the uh, Disney World bubble. So good stuff, Ashton. You think that the Raptors 905 will make the G League semifinals? I hope that comes true. Okay, now over to Dad with his uh, bronze medal. And here's one for you football fans, because, you know, uh, shout out to our episode 14 guests, uh, uh, Neil and Jesse Lumsden, who are CFL stars in their own right, uh, Hall of Famers, uh, uh, Neil's and, a, and, a, and an all-star with Jesse. Um, let's turn our attention to the Argos, where Neil had played Ashton. Dad believes... He's looked in the crystal ball, and he sees that the Toronto Argonauts will make the Eastern Conference final. What do you say about that? Do you agree? Do you disagree? What's your thoughts on that? I mean, I kind of disagree, but I also kind of more agree. Well, it's a good thing that you agree with your dad. Father, sons, they agree. They disagree sometimes. But I think that uh, you you agree with this one because here's a team that's really rebuilt their roster, right, Ashton? I mean, they finished last season with a record of 4-14, four and 14, uh, uh, definitely well below expectations. And I think, you know... Uh, you know, President uh, uh, Michael Pinball Clemens, who we've talked about, is really uh, with um, uh, with the general manager uh, have have infused a new kind of thinking. Uh, President Bill Manning, I should say, uh, a new culture of of uh, of winning. And and what's the ingredients of that? Well, the ingredients of that, and the reason why I think that the that the Argos will be successful is they got a star quarterback behind the huddle there right right behind the center Matt Nichols right was um was acquired in a trade uh with Winnipeg and so when you got the quarterback we see it with even in the NFL Ash and we'll talk a little bit about um uh, my favorite team the Buffalo Bills in a sec but uh you get a quarterback They've made some uh, great uh, acquisitions through some great recruiting uh, stateside. Um, so that's going to be a formidable line in, in, in front of Nichols, protecting Nichols. I think and I believe that the Toronto Argonauts will make the Eastern Conference Final. Ashton, over to you with your silver medal. 
My silver medal is the Toronto Blue Jays will make the American League Championship Series. Wow. Now that is a capital B bold prediction. Why do you think, Ashton? Well, I mean, they have lots of star players, um, lots of great names, but we cannot forget um, uh, one of them who is, um, well... Kind of pretty the leader. Everyone's the leader on the team, but he has just taken it away every single season. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Oh, wow. The man who walks and hits with a big stick. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He's uh, definitely got lots of power. He's he's almost like the little poppy, if you will. Right, Ashton? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, you know, they certainly look for him to continue to uh, um, you know, improve. But I think you hit it on the head, right? They have a great collection of stars, right? I mean, all you got to do is think of guys like uh, of Bo Bichette and... Um, Danny Jansen. Danny Jansen, who that's hit, right. Who hit that home run in uh, 2019. That was an amazing home run. Yeah, we'll never forget that. We were uh, right behind home plate to take that one in the, uh, the walk-off home run. But... Uh, yeah, Ashton, you know, um, there's, it's going to take a lot, I would say, for, for this team to, uh, to make it there. But, I mean, you know, you got guys like Bo Bichette, uh, guys like Kevin Biggio, who's getting another year in them as well, too. Rowdy Telez had, uh, had, had played uh, either at first base or, or DH. And, um, you know, you got guys now like veterans like Randall Grishik. Uh, can't forget about Lourdes Goriel Jr., Teoscar Hernandez. Uh, they've got the right ingredients, Ashton, for sure. I mean, and here's a club that um, made it to the playoffs last year. They made it to the uh, American League uh, wildcard series and fortunately bowed out to Tampa Bay, who took the whole thing. Yeah. Right? So you, you talk about kind of uh, with a litmus test, right? You played the team in the playoffs that eventually won, uh, went on to win the dance. You're going to take some great experiences out of there. So uh, shout out to Charlie Montoyo and uh, the rest of the gang for, a, for um, hopefully, as Ashton in his, his bull prediction says that they'll make the American Championship Series. Like, um, you know how Tampa Bay, um, St. Oh, wait. No, that's the St. Louis Blues. Oh, yeah, St. Louis Blues. They're an amazing team. I'm just taking it to another play, uh, to another sport because I just want to mention all the sports because this podcast is about sports, and um, I really think um, we have a lot of energy to bring um all of you guys sports predictions and also um our thinkings of. Well, What's yeah, I mean, and this is, I'm hoping, this is this is like kind of like a New Year's intention for champs and chums, Ashton, right? You know, you, you, you talk, you do some research, and you give your opinion. And I think you were actually trying to draw when you mentioned St. Louis uh, during just our, our little chat there. You were probably thinking of hockey. You went off from the, from the diamond to the ice, and you were thinking of that championship team, the St. Louis Blues, because, you know, much like um, the Blue Jays, right? Uh, you know, that team just sort of started to thread together. They started working as a team 
and uh, they had some young players on the team. Jordan Binnington, of course, right behind yep. the pipes, and they won. They won that uh, championship right in 2019. So we want to see the Blue Jays make it to the American League Championship Series. Okay, over to Dad uh, with his silver medal for fearless sports predictions. Okay, everybody, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, at age 45, will win another major on the PGA Tour. You heard it here first, Ashton. What do you think about that uh, fearless prediction? Well, I do agree with you. He's um, probably right now one of the best. Um, he um, started actually playing uh golf i didn't actually know this a long time ago but he actually played at two years old he started yeah he he did and certainly under the tutelage uh, of his uh, father too uh, earl woods right but here's a guy that you know despite the the injuries ashton right i mean we we all know uh you know, as you get older, he's 45 now, so the knees don't uh, move as uh, strong as you would down the fair, uh, uh, strong as you would like down the fairway, and then you're his back, of course, too, right? But um, you know, 82 wins on the PGA Tour. He's always been one of those big game performers. Performers. We talk about that on Champs and Chums, right? I mean, he's got uh 15 majors behind him the last one we can remember at the masters what a magical run that was for tiger woods there so i think you know between the masters the pga championship or the british open or u.s open tiger still got some magic in that driver and he's got some magic in that putter tiger woods will win a major in 2021 ashton it's now time for our gold medals between us Ashton, what is your gold medal fearless sports prediction? My gold medal is the Buffalo Bills will win the Super Bowl. Wow. Touchdown. At the time of recording this, everybody, just just so you know, the time of recording this, the Buffalo Bills are on the verge of making it to the Super Bowl. And Ashton, that not only would uh, make me want to shout, like the old marketing campaign uh, for the Bills would say, it would probably, I don't know, like my heart would be complete if the Buffalo Bills would win a Super Bowl. What's your thoughts there? Well, I mean, they do, um, you know, they do have Josh Allen, well, um, yeah, he's he's their big star, right? Yeah. Along with Diggs, the receiver, yeah. Uh, they used to have uh, Jim Kelly. Well, it's really interesting you mentioned Jim Kelly because the last time the Bills were in the were in the the Super Bowl, Ashton, right? So that was '93. They've been to four Super Bowls, Ashton. 1990, we know happened there with Scott Nor Scott Norwood missing that. Uh, uh, game-winning field goal, 91, 92, 93. Quick story for you, Ashton. I met Jim Kelly. I did the not la- know that. Yes, I did, with my good chum, Jerry Prittle. And uh, I believe Pat Park was down there as well, too. But, uh, yeah, we had a chance to, uh, thanks to, to Jerry for lining that up, uh, we had a chance to go to a meet-and-greet uh, down at the, um, that would have been the roundhouse there, right? The steam whistle roundhouse. This would have been probably about four years ago, Ashton. 
and Jim Kelly, what a, what a heart of a champion. That's the kind of stuff that this Bills team has this year, Ashton. They've got a guy like uh, Josh Allen, big, strong, accomplished, talented uh, passer. He's got uh, the heart of a lion. You could just see it in some of those games against when they played uh, uh, Indianapolis, right, uh, to, to kick off the playoffs. And then obviously uh, in their most recent win at the time of recording against Baltimore, there's some kind of destiny about this team, Ashton. What do you think? Well, yeah, of course. Um, they've been making a huge streak um during 2020 and also you can say that they actually might make it i do hope so ashton because uh the bills make a lot of people want to shout and i hope that they can uh uh, it's been a long time coming if it does happen so the buffalo bills will win their first ever Super Bowl. How about that? All right, now it's time for... uh, I'm going to match this, Ashton. It's now time for Dad's Gold Medal, Fearless Sports Predictions. The Toronto Maple Leafs will make the Stanley Cup final. Oh. Did your heart just stop there? Yeah. Because mine did, just even talking about that. I didn't say win yet, everybody, just so you know. I said we'll make the Stanley Cup final. What's your thoughts about that? Why, Ashton? Well, you know, uh, certainly, certainly, like, um, they have been improving, and um, uh, Mitch Marner hope, hopes to get um, more points with his new stick. Um, well, that's right. Yeah, good, good eye, good eye and ears there. We were watching the game, everybody, and asked him, well, you tell them what you heard about his stick. Well, my dad told me that he had a new stick, and he's trying to set a goal of making... Um, I believe it's 25 goals. Well, in fact, if I remember the story that we traded as we were watching the Leafs open up their uh, season, one of the broadcasters was talking about the flex. The flex on the stick was a lot heavier, right? There was a lot more weight on his stick, which meant Mitch Marner might have lots of goals in those sticks this season. Yeah. Of course, though, Ashton, the reason why I'm saying that they got a great chance to make the Stanley Cup final is some of the great shrewd offseason moves that uh, GM Kyle Dubas made. I mean, you pick up uh, um, championship guys like Joe Thornton, Jumble. You pick up guys who got grit, can drop the gloves, can put a goal in the net like uh, Wayne Simmons. You bolster your, blue, your, you bolster your blue line with picking up a, a, a really good defenseman in TJ Brody. You, uh, you know, and, and, and some of the other moves that Dubas made uh, the previous year with bringing in Jack Campbell. You've got uh, Austin Matthews, the star of the team. John Tavares, you got your nucleus, your core there. William Nylander is a, a year older. Mitch Marner, as you said, is a year older. Jake Muzzin, healthy Jake Muzzin. I mean, the ingredients are there, especially in a in a shortened season. This is only a fifty six game season, Ashton, right? So, and and it's a new format, right? They're only playing the Canadian teams because of COVID. Yeah. So if it doesn't open up uh, any better, then I don't know what will for the Toronto Maple Leafs in terms of a great opportunity uh, with with such a talented team. So we all know. The game's not answered on, uh, on on just looking at the roster sheet. Good things are going to have to happen. Freddie Anderson's going to have to have 
uh, a big playoff. But uh, I'm feeling good about this, Ashton. The Toronto Maple Leafs making the Stanley Cup final. Your thoughts? Um. Well, mark my word, they might make it. Mar- <laughs> that, that's that's pretty solid right there, everybody. You take it on good authority, right? If we could all fly to Vegas right now, and if you were of the age, Ashton, to make a bet, you're saying mark your words, they might make it. Yeah. Very good. We'll end on that very, very sharp note. And we're going to move to father-son, free-for-all, round two. And Ashton, all this talk about, you know, a big game and the big game uh, that's coming up with uh, the Super Bowl at the time of this recording has kind of got me uh, thinking about food. Well, you know, Ashton, I think about food quite a bit, actually, yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it. Yourself, do you think about big game food uh, quite a bit? Well, yes, I do. Well, well, well like, like, and let's get into it then. Yeah. Let's get into this for the for the for the fans, everybody, because we are going to talk about big game favorite foods, right? So this is the stuff you're doing as you're sitting on the couch, you're turning on the clicker, you're watching your favorite sport, and what are the things that you're going to have? Not the great people around you, maybe in the household, uh, or in addition to that, what kind of favorite foods? Ashley, you got something to say? Well, um. I think it was in 2019, my dad made his own uh, chicken wings. Oh, yes. Yes. We're going to get to that in a sec, Ashton. But let's in, let's unveil this, everybody. So this is father-son free-for-all round two. This is uh, our favorite foods for the big game. Ashton, what's your bronze medal? My bronze medal is a hot dog. Hot diggity dog. Bronze medal for son hot dog now why is that ashton it's because um you know they're an amazing food i love hot dogs and um uh seriously i actually would like to eat one right now <laughs> you're getting hungry too eh? yeah you know what we didn't have much as we got into the broadcast studio here to bring you episode 17 everybody so yeah the stomach might be mumbling a little bit but let's get down to the meat of this ashton right yeah like let's get down to this what do you like on your big game hot dog oh that oh i know i i'm not really a mustard fan but i'm a huge ketchup fan so ketchup and cheese Ketchup and cheese. Well, I can say this because I'm your dad. You do cut the mustard, Ashton, right? Yeah. Uh, I love mustard on my hot dog, so whatever mustard you don't use, I will take it. Ashton's bronze medal. Favorite big game food? Hot dog. Okay, over to dad for my bronze medal. And Ashton, I think you need a compliment for that hot dog, right? So when you're getting ready for the big game, everybody, you need potato wedges, that's my bronze medal, potato wedges. Not just French fries, everybody. Not that skinny stuff. I want the real crisp, cushiony satisfaction of a potato wedge. Maybe even with a little bit of seasoning. Hey, eh, Ashton, on it? Yeah, I love potato wedges. They are really good for the big game. All right, Ashton, over to you for your silver medal for big game sports food well we're gonna get a little festive for my silver medal my silver medal is tacos taco 
go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I agree with you, man. Right? Why, why tacos? It's because when you take a bite, it's like you're in another dimension. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, like tell the listeners, right? Share. They want to know what uh, the co-hosts of Champs and Chums I mean, what do they like about the tacos? Is it tons of beef? Do you like it's a soft shell? Do you like a hard shell? What do you want? Tell these listeners. They 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 want to know. Inquiring minds. Okay, beef, um, uh, cheese, um, white sauce. I'm actually is I think it's mayonnaise or I'm I'm actually not sure. Sour cream probably. Yeah, yeah sour cream, and um. Probably a little bit of lettuce. That sounds like an awesome taco to me. I'm a big taco fan too. We have family taco nights here in our house. And uh, so we have a lot of fun uh, dressing all the tacos. But Ashton, silver medal for big game sports food, tacos. All right, over to dad uh, for my silver medal. And uh, I got to say, I got to say, this one is, uh, it, it was almost a gold. But my favorite, uh, one of my silver medal, my favorite sports uh, big game food is chili. You love that. I love chili. I tell you. And in fact, Ashen, I, I, uh, I've tried it on a couple occasions, actually, to make chili. You might have been a little bit young to remember. And I do have to maybe bring a batch out for the big game. But I actually tried my hand at making some chili. Uh, and some of actually our listeners, right? You know, we used to have, uh, you know, it's taken a little bit of a hiatus because of COVID. So, and we're going to talk about this on future episodes. We got family and friends involved in our fantasy sports league. So we have drafts. And when we were having in-person drafts, your dad, the commissioner of SSF, SFFH and SFFB would make chili i made a pot of that one year everybody loved it i want to bring it back ashton what are your thoughts about that well i remember one time you made me try a canned chili and i loved it oh that's right well you know there's nothing good there's nothing better than homemade and i'll take the replacement for sure but that's dad's silver medal for big game food chili all right ashton it's now time for our gold medal so uh you unveil your favorite Big game food for the listeners. My gold medal is going to be cheesy. My gold medal is pizza. Ooey gooey, great pizza. I mean, that is, that's a staple, right? That's got to be kind of ranked as probably the top big game food, no? And uh, tell, tell the fans uh, uh, that are listening right now uh, why pizza, what kind of pizza, and uh, what, 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 get, to get into the details of what, what kind of pizza you like. Oh, I, I only like pepperoni. I'm not like a huge um, pineapple fan or um, like fruit fan, but I'm pretty big of a pepperoni fan. Actually, when I eat my pizza, I take off the pepperoni to save it for later. You know what? And I got to say, it's a father-son podcast here, and I got to give you kudos, man. You know what? You, you take one for the team. When we do order pizza, everybody, just so you know, Ashton is more of, I guess, a fan of, you know, less is more when it comes to the pizza. Pizza, Would that be right, Ashton? That would be a fair assumption. You just kind of like the cheese, right? Yeah. 
but you take one for the team because you know mom and dad likes the pizza uh, 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 toppings, you know, the pepperoni and other things like that. But you definitely contribute and, and help out by just peeling them off and allow us to enjoy um, the ingredients that we we, uh, we order. So thanks for that. You're welcome. All right. Well, now it's time for dads. This is our uh, final gold medal that we're going to be handing out here for father-son free-for-all. My gold medal for big game food, without a doubt, among all the great foods that you can have, everybody, chicken wings. That's My first. gold medal. Yes, that's got to be. And Ashton's looking over to me now. That's got to be firstest. The, yeah, it's the first. It's the best. It's the only thing. Chicken wings, everybody. You know, and I've tried my hand over the years at making some on my own. They've gone, they've gone fairly well. But there's a lot of great places locally, um, you know, where you can get chicken wings for the big game. And, uh, you know, I, I'm more of a drumstick guy, Ashton. Did you know that? Uh, no, I actually didn't know that. Well, you probably just see me devour the whole bowl. That's <laughs> what it is. But there you go, everybody. That is the end of our father-son free-for-all segment. And Ashton, you're going to take us to break. This ends our father-son free-for-all segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Father-son fun talk, you're listening to episode 17 of the Champs and Chums podcast. And Ashton, it's now time for a next edition of our Best Of segment. And what a wonderful way to kick off our first show of the new year. Hey Ashton, I got two questions for you, my man. Are you ready for a smashing good time on episode 17? Sure am. All right. Are you ready to serve it up here on Champs and Chums? Of course. Well, our very special guest proved early in athletics that age is only but a number. At only 20 years old, he has electrified crowds with his immense talent, serving and smashing his way to among the top of his sport in Canada. The native of Richmond Hill, Ontario, credits his father as an inspiration to his table tennis career, a sport he started at 8 years old. At only 13, our special guest became the youngest Canadian ever to compete at the Senior ITTF World Championships. National and international accolades decorated his trophy case. Canadian men's singles title in 2017, the youngest champion in only 17. Multiple Pan Am Games appearances, a triple medalist in 2017. Canadian singles and doubles champion in 2018. He was the top-ranked Canadian male in the ITTF World Rankings heading into the 2019 Pan Am Games and recently earned a spot to compete on the biggest of world stage, the Olympics, taking place this summer in Tokyo, Japan. Ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to be joined by Canadian Olympian and table tennis star Jeremy Hazine. Jeremy, welcome to Champs and Chums. Thank you for having me on this Champs and Chums series. It is an honor to be on your show. Oh, the honor is truly ours. Uh, we are so privileged to have you on the show, Jeremy. Um, your success you. story. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, you know, a, a young Ashton here will tell you in a sec um, how he got inspired playing uh, table tennis. And that kind of really forged our thirst to learn 
more about what's happening in the sport and it kind of renewed my love for table tennis and that's how we we came into your inspiring story so it's great to have you on ashton what do you say yeah it uh is amazing to have you on as a best of guest sure is sure is okay good stuff gents well uh jeremy why don't we get into it and we really appreciate your time we know you're busy training for the olympics right now so to take some time out for uh, some fun father-son talk is uh, we're most appreciative of that so why don't we get into our first serve of our fun conversation and uh sure yeah talk a bit about um the, your early interest in getting into the sport of table tennis and uh, your growing ambitions to, to play, uh, not only on the national stage, but the international stage. Uh, yes, as you said, I started when I was eight years old and I started at a local level and I never imagined today I would be a professional player or even an international player or even an Olympian. I started off table tennis more as a hobby and a passion, whereas I used to train with a coach and my parents used to drop me off just like a lot of other school kids some do piano some do swimming or some do other sports so i started off recreationally and then after a few months i played some tournaments like beginner tournaments and i started uh winning against people who i shouldn't have been winning based on the short time i've played so i realized hmm maybe it's a good idea to take the sport professionally or even at a provincial level so it was like a step-by-step process for me as the years went by, I took this more and more serious and serious. And I was really able to see my limits and the talent that I had in the provincial level, the national level, international level, and now the Olympic Olympi- level. Wow, what a great story it has been. As you mentioned, everything is step by step. And, uh, you know, I heard you talk about uh, the introduction of the sport and, uh, you know, being this a father-son podcast. And, you know, we certainly want to give credit to both your parents, you know, uh, Father Sam and uh, and, and Mom Jenny, uh, you yes. know, r- coming into your story and how um, both played a role and and how they've been instrumental in the success that you've had in the player. Can you talk maybe first about your father, Sam, and then, and then mom, Jenny? Yes. Um, both of my parents gave me a huge role in my success today. Um, my parents both provided me financial support since I was eight at the club level. And their support financially really is an attribute of my success because they pay for my tournament expenses. And also most importantly, my training expenses um my father has more of a background in table tennis than my mother my father used to play table tennis 20 to 30 years ago uh in the 80s and the 90s he really enjoyed table tennis as a hobby so he took me to play one day and i kind of started to enjoy it so he's really been my mentor in table tennis he was not a professional player but he definitely was the one who got me into the sport and continued supporting me throughout all the years And my mother, uh, she also spiritually supported me a lot. Every time I was feeling down or I had some failure, she would always help me think of ways to motivate myself to keep playing the sport. So both of them were really, really a fundamental role in my success in table tennis. Oh, that's some fine words there, Jeremy, about uh, the role your parents have played. You're right. I mean, on so many levels, right? It's... uh... You know, having uh, professional pursuits and having the skills that you you obviously saw and they saw in you and your coaches. I mean, 
you know, that's a step-by-step process, but it keeps a real steady hand and a real steady support group. And it sounds uh, that both your 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 father and your mother were, were instrumental like that. So shout out to uh, Sam and uh, and your mom Jenny for uh, being great uh, role models and helping you along the way to the success you've had right now. Ashton, uh, you've got some questions for our best of guest, Jeremy Hazine. Jeremy, you've had an outstanding career. At only 20 years old, your career has been full of success. Can you share some of your personal highlights? Uh, yeah, definitely. I've actually had many highlights throughout the years. Um, when I was only 11 years old at the 2011 Canadian National Championships, I won my first national title, under 11 boys singles national champion. This was very significant to me because it showed me that the short time I've played table tennis, I can actually achieve success if I'm able to put in the work. So that really gave me a boost to keep going at the age of 12, at the age of 13, eventually winning all the categories in Canada, under 13, under 15, and under 18, and eventually the men's title, and also motivated me to play internationally. Uh, Starting in 2012, I played on the World Hopes team. So it's kind of like a special team for uh, young talents, age 12 and under. And like you mentioned before, uh, when I was 13, I qualified for the World Championships in Paris. That's amazing. Ashley, you got another question for Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy, what is the greatest lessons and words of advice your dad shared with you? Uh, he definitely told me to always believe in yourself and never give up on your dreams. That is a very important thing he told me. That's amazing. You know, and, uh, you can, you can just tell in, in hearing you speak about your parents and, and all the success you have, you know, you're, you're real driven, and I heard you say in uh, in your, your your great answer about putting in the work, and we talk a lot about that on on champs and chums, um, uh, Jeremy. And I wonder if we can take a, a quick detour, just following that theme about putting in the work. I mean, here we are uh, in COVID still, and we do hope everyone, all our listeners, and yourself and your family are safe and well. But uh, here we are speaking to an Olympian who's readying to make their debut in Tokyo, their first ever Olympics. I mean, can you tell the listeners, you know, maybe what your training regimen is and how maybe COVID has um, presented some challenges for you along the way and what you've done to solve that? Yes. Um, Beginning in March when the pandemic first started, the whole world went to lockdown. So as uh, Toronto, so there was only one option, but to train in my home, in my basement. Now, the good thing about table tennis is that it can actually be played anywhere. You can always set up a table no matter where you are. So the basement was a perfect fit to me. Of course, I didn't have as much space as a normal training gym, but I made the best that I could in the situation that I was given. And I used the time in my basement to try to keep my shape and train as much as possible and also doing some physical training. That's great. Uh, You're listening to episode 17 of the Champs and Chums podcast. This is our best of segment with Canadian Olympian Jeremy Hazine. It's uh, Anthony and Ashton here in the broadcast chair. Uh, I'm sure, uh, Jeremy, during all your time of competition, you know, we've talked about this with some of our other, other special guests who've joined the show about camaraderie and how sports has this great ability, even through competition. 
you know, can you talk a bit about that? We either through, you know, your, your great singles and doubles play, the importance of camaraderie and friendship uh, during your time uh, while competing on tour? Yes. Um, the friendships that I've made in table tennis over the years have really been important to me, especially when choosing doubles partners. I can use the relationships that I have with other friends on the Canadian national team or internationally so I can pair up with them to play doubles. And just making friends and socializing is also a very important aspect because for me, in my young ages, I tended to skip school more, to play more tournaments internationally and train. So I needed to find another way to make friends outside of school. Uh, Jeremy, who, are, who is your favorite athlete of all time and why? Uh, this is a good question because I really don't follow any other sports besides table tennis. But in table tennis for now, if you guys could look him up after the interview, his name is Amalin. He was one of the greatest table tennis players of all time, and he retired at 2013. So his final match of his career was in the World Championships in Paris. So when I was 13 years old, I got to see live myself. I got to see for myself my idol's last match of his whole career. That was a really, really interesting experience for me. And it was very emotional because it was his last match of his entire career. Ma Lin will be Googling him straight after this best of interview here, Jeremy. We'd love to learn more about uh, someone who you idolize because so many um, Canadians uh, uh, who have not even learned about your great story yet, but we know you have a, a nation of fans that support you for sure, and especially as you go to Tokyo. And, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, you're definitely getting ready for... Um, the uh, the Olympics, there's uh, obviously tr uh, lots of focus, but you know one of the things I just wanted to include here in our chat, uh, things that you like to do maybe in your when you're in your off time that you do have, I have come to learn in some of my research that you're a big fan of Chinese pop music and and you actually like to sing. Can you talk a bit about that? Kind of a, a bit of a detour from the focus and the, on on all the hard work you got to put in being a, being an athlete. Uh, yes, sure. I definitely have a passion in Chinese music. Um, to be specific, more like a Cantonese music yep. from uh, Hong Kong, uh, canto pop music. So uh, it is a very interesting genre because uh, they also have a, an English or a British history. So they combine the traditional Chinese music with British influence. So it's a really, really interesting genre of music. And I just love it. And I love to sing also. And I have a professional karaoke machine at home and a professional recording device. So... Maybe after the Olympics, I can record my own music just for fun as another hobby, aside from my career as a table tennis player. Oh, Jeremy, outstanding. Not only professional that is craft in terms of uh, working with the, the table tennis paddle, Ashton, but he can actually sing and he's got a professional music equipment there. That's all for like a post-COVID party or something like that, eh, Jeremy? <laughs> yeah, especially during COVID, I could use it more often. Oh, for sure. I'm at home more. For sure. And even just uh, before coming on air with you, uh, just to your point about your love for uh, Cantonese pop music, I believe it was a video that I was watching of you. You had a great interview. You've done many great interviews on YouTube uh, uh, in checking some of that out. And uh, speaking of idols, I think you took, uh, you were on tour, 
but there was this um, special uh, Cantonese musical performer that was performing, and please uh, correct me if I'm wrong, was it New York City or something? And you, you actually did this um, plane, trains, and automobiles kind of an episode just to, just to check this uh, pop uh, musical artist out in person. Was that right? Uh, yes, that is correct. I have done a lot of, uh, I've been to a lot of good concerts and also a lot of meet and greet experiences. And I've gotten the chance to meet some of my uh, favorite artists. This is something that every fan of some celebrity would love. Oh, that's amazing, Jeremy. Uh, it sounds great, and you, you certainly have a passion uh, uh, behind the table tennis uh, table and, and on the court, and then uh, to hear some of the other uh, activities that you you can just hear the passion as you're speaking about it. So good stuff. Um, uh, Jeremy, wanted to talk uh, a bit, and we talk about it a lot on Champs and Chums, the importance of sport it being a catalyst for like key life values that one can learn. And I mean, whether you're, you know, professional as yourself or, or even people that are playing recreational, recreationally, Jeremy, sports is a real catalyst for um, big values such as teamwork, mentorship and competition. Can you talk a little bit about that and uh, your views on that? Yes, um, definitely. Mentorship is a very important aspect in sport. Because we always have a generation that is uh, older than myself who can guide me and give me his experiences and pass it on to me. At the moment, I'm still young at the age of 20. But as an Olympian, I also have a duty to pass on my knowledges to the younger upcoming generation like Ashton, as an example. Oh, that's that's beautiful for you to hear. Ashton, did you hear what he said? He's, you know, mentorship, such a beautiful thing. And even at 20 years old, uh, uh, Jeremy, to hear you talk about that, it's it's very inspiring. Um, you know, you mentioned 20 years old, uh, you know, and for all of the accomplishments and uh, that you've had uh, on the court and then off the court as well, too, you're certainly mature well beyond your years. Uh, my question is this, um, what does the future look like for Jeremy Hazine? Um, the future holds a lot for me. Um, this year, the highly anticipated Tokyo Olympic Games is really exciting for me. And I, can, and I hope that this experience can give me a boost to keep playing during my senior years when I'm 21 or 25 or even 30. And I can participate in future multi-sport games such as Pan Am Games, Commonwealth Games, Francophonie Games, and the 2024 Olympic Games which is also my next goal. It would really be good to be a two-time Olympian and reach further than I did in this Olympics. That's amazing. Uh, well, this has been a, a great interview, a best-of interview already, and we got one more question for you, uh, Jeremy, from my chum, Ashton. Jeremy, what advice do you have for young kids looking to be uh, like a, a competitive athlete like you? Um, some good advice is to also work smart, especially if you want to be a professional athlete. Hard work definitely is important, but everybody puts in the hard work. The ones who stand out and the ones who achieve success and go further in the sport are the ones who do smart work. They study the game every day. They find methods on how to improve themselves. So definitely a lot of smart training combined with the hard physical work that everybody does. What an outstanding way to end our best of segment for episode 17. That's uh, Jeremy Hazine, Canadian Olympian. And Jeremy, uh, 
just on behalf of Ashton and I, we want to thank you so much for taking time out. Uh, we value your time. I mean, you're an Olympian getting ready for uh, the big stage. It's your first one. And, uh, you know, we're hopeful that uh, we will. We will follow your, your great story as you, you're getting, getting ready for Tokyo. And we wish you all the success uh, in your debut at the Olympics. And I know my chum Ashton wanted to uh, say a few words to you just before we sign off. Well, sure. thank you for coming on the show and um, have a amazing time in the Olympics. Hopefully you come back home with a medal and, um, uh, you know, um, hopefully you do a great and amazing time in the Olympics. Thank you so much. And I hope to see you at the Olympics one day. Oh, that's inspiring and outstanding altogether. Ashton, you're going to take us to break on episode 17. This ends our father-son best of segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to episode 17 of Champs and Chums. Happy January, everybody. Happy New Year. Hope you're all doing well out there. And Ashton, it's now time for our All Pro Go segment. And for those listeners who haven't heard the first 16 episodes and are not familiar with the segment, uh, our All Pro Go segment is a Did You Know Sports Spotlight. So this is an opportunity for us to shine a spotlight on a sport. And uh, boy, we got a nice one here to kick off the new year, Ashton, based on uh, we were talking earlier in the show about uh, playing some board games. And here's a great one and a classic one at that. Ashton, take it away with our all pro go chess. Chess is a recreational and competitive board game played between two players, sometimes called Western or international chess to distinguish it from its Predecessors, yeah. Predecessors and similar games such as. Uh, I've never heard it called that before, but I guess it's similar to Jingai. Jingai, the current form. Excuse me. The current form of the game emerged in South Europe during the second half of the 15th century, after evolving some similar, um, much older games of Indian and Persian origin. Today, chess is one of the world's most popular games played by millions of people worldwide at home, in clubs, online, by correspondence, and in tournaments. Chess is an abstract strategy game and involves no hidden information. It is played on a square chessboard with 64 squares arranged in 8 by 8 in an 8x8 grid. At the start, each player, one controlling the white pieces, uh, the other controlling the black pieces, control, controls stick 16 pieces, one king, one queen, two rooks, at two knights, two bishops, and eight pawns. The object of the game is to checkmate the opponent's king, whereby the king is under in, in immediate attack. Yeah. Immediate attack and check. And there is no way to remove it 
if from attack on the next move, there are under, ah, ah sorry, there are under. There are also several ways, yeah. Yeah, there are also several ways a game can end in a draw. Well, that would be an unfortunate way to end a game of chess in a draw, eh? But yeah. uh, anyways, great job, son. That is our all-pro go chess, and Dad's going to take it home a little bit here. Uh, yeah, organized chess arose in the 19th century. Uh, Ashley, you're talking about this great history of chess, and uh, yeah, the um, the first universally recognized world chess champion is, ladies and gentlemen, Wilhelm Steinitz, and he claimed that title in 1886. Did you know that, Ashton? No, I did not know that. Well, I tell you, speaking of chess champions, there's been a lot of great ones. I mean, obviously, myself growing up, you hear the name Gary Kasparov and such, but I mean, the current uh, top and world champion for chess is a Norwegian, Magnus Carlsen. Right, so Magnus Carlsen is the top uh, chess player. He's from Norway. You've got some other top players like Fabiano Cariano from the United States. He's ranked two. Uh, Ding Lorin from China, ranked number three. I mean, these are names I haven't heard of, certainly, but I know in the chess, uh, for those chess enthusiasts, they definitely would know these names. So there you go, everybody. Um, that gives you a little sense of um, uh, of what the superhuman game is of chess and that's a real thinking game and i want to bring in a story ashton because you and i have played on a mini chess board when you were younger but we were in ko santa maria and played in a life-size chess board why don't you tell them about that story well it was very fun because it's life-size you know um we i had a lot of fun playing of of course, I was, uh, like, pretty little, so I didn't really know the rules of chess, but um, I still had an amazing time. I mean, the pieces were so big. Yeah. The rook, the the bishops. I mean, I even thought that uh, that uh, that that horse, right? That knight was, uh, was something to carry us off from one end of the resort to the other. Yeah. It was so big. I got confused. <laughs> Anyways, good stuff, everybody, and great story, Ashton. And I think you actually won that that chess match in KO Santa Maria, that yes, life size game. I did. So there you go. Son wins it again in a father son challenge. That is our all pro goal for episode seventeen. It is chess, and you're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. We're so glad that you're with us here on episode 17. And Ashton, it is now time for our signature segment. That's right, it's our Champs and Chums segment where we salute our stars on and off the field. So this is uh, where Ashton selects his champ. I'll do the same with my champ. Ashton will select his chum of episode 17 and I'll select my chum. Ashton, take it away. Our first one here for 2021. My champ is Jeremy Hazine. What an amazing selection that is, since we had and featured Jeremy just earlier on the show. Uh, wow, why is Jeremy Hazine, uh, a Canadian Olympian and table tennis superstar, your champ of episode 17? 
He is a champ, and he is only 20 years old, and he is very hardworking. Well, I mean, evidence of that was in his interview, right, Ashton? You know, he talked a lot about the commitment, right, that it takes to be a champ and to play professionally, right? Uh, he's playing on tour, and he's competing in the Olympics. So we talk about that a lot on Champs and Chums, right? Yeah. Putting in the work, and um, yeah, I mean, uh, why else uh, are do you admire uh, Jeremy as your champ? Well, um, uh, good luck to him. And uh, hopefully he makes it. He is going to the one and only Olympics. Yeah, he sure is. And that, that's kind of another reason to admire him too, right? He's kind of, as, at a 20-year-old, uh, as a 20-year-old guy, he's kind of almost a table tennis mentor there for you, eh? Yeah. You being eight years old. And let's not forget everybody. Jeremy started to pick up the paddle and start the sport at Ashton's age. Right, Ashton? You're eight years old and he started when he was eight. Yep. Good stuff. Well, that's Ashton's champ. And now over to Dad here. And, uh, you know, we talked about the Leafs earlier, and it got me thinking about uh, some of the great acquisitions they've made to, to kickstart this 2020, this 2021 uh, season. And I think high on the list of, uh, of key acquisitions, uh, he's, he's a champ all his career. That is uh, Joe Thornton. You got it, everybody. Uh, Joe, Joe Thornton from St. Thomas, Ontario. Uh, you know, he's, he's not only has a big beard, the beard is getting a bit gray. He's uh, 41 years old, but I mean, what a, what a great, uh, acquisition. Um, you know, uh, Joe's, uh, been a Canadian Olympian. Uh, he hasn't, uh, ro um, uh, hoisted the Stanley cup yet, but this is his time, right? This is his moment. He's going to be He's going to be playing with a team that's got a young players around him. And this is kind of a, a lot of things we talk about on Champs and Chums in terms of mentorship and leadership. And when you got a guy like Jumbo Joe, uh, not only the decorated career statistically, but all the great things he does on the ice, off the ice, sorry, in terms of mentorship, uh, making sure that he sets a good example uh, with work ethic and, uh, you know, doing things the right way. Uh, getting ready for the game and preparations in between a big game is why I've selected Joe Thornton as my champ of episode 17. Ashton, over to you with your chum. My chum is Ben. That's right, Cousin Ben. Yep. Yeah, good stuff. And uh, why is Ben your chum of episode 17? Well, first of all, before I... Um get there i want to say happy birthday to ben it's almost his birthday so um shout out to my cousin ben shout out to uh cousin ben yeah that's right the time of recording he's just days away from celebrating i believe it's his fifth birthday ashton yeah i believe so great stuff so why is ben a, a chum of on episode 17 well he's he's a great person from inside and um you know, he's just an amazing and outstanding chum to have. Great stuff. That's Ashton's uh, chum of episode 17, Young Ben. Happy birthday, Ben. Okay, over to Dad here for my chum of uh, episode 17. And you said you've you've known uh, Ben for five years, right? He's all of five years old. Yes. So my chum for episode 17, I've known for, I guess, close to... 35 years wow that is a long time chum my chum nick 
wanted to shout out to Nick. Um, I met Nick Ashton. It probably would have been grade eight. Yes, it was grade eight, but I'm actually just trying to place the year. It must have been like 1986, Ashton. That's going back a really long way, right? So um, that is all over three decades for sure. But, um, you know, Nick uh, and, and, and the chum that uh, as well we've talked about on the episode, Mike, I mean, we almost seem to be like the three amigos, you know, going through school, having lots of fun adventures all together, whether it be through sports or even these mini road trips that we would have did when we were younger. I uh, can't forget about those great birthday parties that uh, uh, Nick and, and I would be part in the basement of my home and others, other great friends and such like that. And, uh, you know, it's quite amazing, Ashton, that even uh, here we are, it's 2021, we're still able to connect. And then this is notwithstanding COVID, right? So even in our older years with so many... Uh, commitments and things such as family it's so great to uh have a chum like nick who uh you know whether it be the the humor and let me actually let me get to this humor right this great humor that he has because ashton you know that one of my favorite shows is three's company yep for years nick and i and to this day i probably can put you put a solid bet in that we will know almost every line from every episode of Three's Company, because him and I are the biggest fans in the universe. I did not know that. Well, I can guarantee you that. And in fact, one of these days when we get out of COVID, I think we got to have a have a have a Three's Company kind of party, right? And you yep. will hear Nick and I just uh, go riff on and on, line by line, about some of the funniest moments from Three's Company. So I'm not sure why that one came up, but he will know what I mean when he hears this. So. For all those things and many more, my chum for episode 17, Books. All right, good stuff, everybody. We've got one more segment to go. You're listening to episode 17 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. And Ashton, it's now time to close episode 17. And what an outstanding way to start the new year with this show yep it was an amazing show for the new year it sure was great way to kick off the show uh, and ashton as i always do and we'll kick it off again here in 2021 is i want to ask you what did you learn on episode 17 i learned jeremy's story of success yeah we heard it right from uh, the star's uh, voice if you will and he talked about his love uh, for the sport and how he got involved in it and how his his father and his mother played a big role in supporting him and we also learned a little bit more about his love for music hey eh? wasn't that fun yep good stuff what else did you learn on episode 17 ashton well dad i confirm your favorite food is chicken wings you know i thought you would have known that right before episode 17 but if the 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 wing sauce on on my shirt or the wing sauce that's just to the side of my face here doesn't tell you that i'm a fan of chicken wings ashton i don't know what does right so but that was a fun segment eh? i mean it's kind of getting me a little hungry now so we better keep moving on eh? well listen we want to thank everybody who's had a chance to listen to us we want to thank our very special best of guest jeremy hazine canadian olympian Uh, make sure you check out his story he's going to be one to watch for in tokyo this uh this summer and dash and who else do we want to thank 
We want to thank the Power Girls and Uncle Dennis who helped produce the show. Special thanks to the Power Girls and Uncle Dennis who've been there right from the very start and helping us put together Champs and Chums. And Ashton, where can our great fans listen and check us out? iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Podbean, CastBox. Good stuff. And that's all the great platforms that you can listen to Champs and Chums, all 17 episodes. And you can check us out on social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Champs and Chums, and our website, champsandchums.com. Ashton, this has been an incredible first show for 2021 i'm going to give you the biggest fist bump you're pushing back real good and lots of fun thanks for listening everybody and this is ashton as we always say on to end our show cheers to champs cheers to chums and cheers to an all-star day thanks for listening